Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no. But angel hair pasta, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. This episode is brought to you by Folgers Coffee. You're not just any coffee drinker. You're a Folgers Coffee drinker. Because for over 170 years, Folgers has been serving up expertly crafted brews that are bold, never bougie. And now there's over 20 varieties to choose from. Damn good coffee roasted in New Orleans. Damn right, it's Folgers. Visit FolgersCoffee.com slash coffee to shop now. Welcome, friends and family, to another episode of the Backdoor Cut Show. Especially want to welcome you Tiger fans, because that's what I'm going to talk about today. It is... Probably the most highly anticipated game of the season for our Tigers this week, playing in Knoxville at Thompson Bowling Arena against our cross-state rivals, the Tennessee Volunteers. If you remember correctly, last year the game there was a game inside the game and then a game after the game uh, where the uh, coach of Tennessee, Rick Barnes, accused the Tigers of flopping. Uh, Several volunteer players accused the Tigers of that. And then Penny accused the players of Tennessee of coming over and challenging his guys with, quote, balled up fists, which you probably saw like a bajillion uh, Arthur the Aardvark memes after that. Um, Deservedly so. Pretty good phrase. And then also some more smack talk at his press conference. So this game has been circled on my calendar for an entire year. Uh, really looking forward to it, and unfortunately, there might only be one more of these games in this series. Uh, next year, the two teams will meet in Nashville, actually, and that's gonna that's a pretty cool uh, neutral site. They played so they played in Memphis last year, Knoxville this year, neutral court in the middle of the state next year, but. It is very likely that, at least for now, that the series between these two teams is going to be finished uh, until further notice. Uh, A lot of that has to do with when this schedule was put together, this series was put together. Uh, Penny Hardaway was not the coach at Memphis. Uh, Tubby Smith was. So that Rick Barnes has a good relationship with Tubby Smith, and he has not really appreciated what Memphis has done the university, and also Coach Hardaway. So it looks like he's going to take that out on all of us, the fans, the players, and the universities, and just the sport in general. These are two two programs that actually right now are thriving. They're both top 20 programs. The Vols at number 19, and Memphis is currently in 13, according to the AP poll. So it's great for college basketball. In-state rivalry, both teams ranked, both recruiting at a high level. Memphis has the number one recruiting class this year. Rick Barnes has top 10 class coming in next year. 
Looks like he's going to be building something sustainable over in Orange Country. It's just a shame that the two teams will probably not see each other again, at least during the regular season uh, for the time being. He was even asked about that in a presser on Tuesday, and he just pretty much gave a bunch of non-answers, saying things that, uh, like the schedule is hard to dictate this far out, or there's a lot of things to take into consideration when doing the schedule. Yeah, okay, but I think if you want to make this game happen, if you want to continue this rivalry, then that's certainly something that if you uh, put your mind to it, you can make happen, especially since Penny has made it very clear that he will play anyone, anywhere, at any time. He's not afraid. We know he wants all the smoke. So I hope that somehow this gets worked out, even though I'm not super hopeful. And I think that everyone knows that this is more than just a game. Uh, One of the UT freshmen said that he was very excited to play the Tigers. And he even, uh, according to reports, like he interrupted the reporter before he could even get his full sentence out because he, he was just so amped up about this game. And rightfully so, with the trash talk between uh, Lester Quinones and Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, former Tennessee Volunteers from last year. I mean, it's just, it's so much fun. I've been to a game in Thompson Bowling uh, when Memphis was there uh, last. That was very fun. Making that trip across the state to enemy territory, going to a game, you're automatically fan with fan or friends with every tiger fan that you come in contact with it's like when you're in college and you might see someone at class or yeah you might be in a class with them you might be in an organization with them see them walking to and from class every single day never say anything at all to them whatsoever but you guys see each other out at the bar on saturday night and you guys are bros your best friends Hey, man, what's up? How are you? You act cool. You see each other again at class on Monday? You don't even know each other. That's not exactly how it is, but maybe the first part. You don't know these people. You have the one thread in common. Boom. You're friends with them. You can all go on to cheer on your Tigers. And winning a game on an opposing team's court is... That's way more satisfying than winning at home to me. Uh, just being able to walk out there and send the home team back to their apartments feeling sad, there, there's a lot to be said for that. So hopefully many of you are going to make the trip across the state uh, to watch the Tigers play. Pour one out for me. Um, hopefully you're also going to the Cotton Bowl. But a lot of good stuff going on in Tiger sports right now. Uh, we really need to soak it up, enjoy it, and... We'll get on with this show. We'll give you a little scouting report on Tennessee, uh, the strengths and weaknesses, and some of the keys of the game. But first, I want to remind you we're brought to you by the Barnburner Podcast Network. That's where you can subscribe, find this show, The Backdoor Cut, also Theater and College Hoops, and In the Can, a uh, film and movie podcast. You can find uh, game previews that I'll have posted at the-barnburner.com. And you can also find me on Twitter at BarnburnerBro. I'll come at you with Grizzlies, Tigers, ask me anything. We'll get a conversation going, have some fun on there. 
All right, so let's shift our focus to the Vols. What are we in for? So Tennessee, 7-1 and one right now. Uh, they started the season off pretty well, knocked off a then-number-20 Washington Huskies on neutral court in their third game of the season. Uh, since that game, they've had a few uh, Patsy games. They fell to a uh, top 20 Ken Palm team in Florida State. And then they also beat VCU, so that was a pretty solid win. Uh, as I mentioned before, they're ranked number 19, and they face Memphis on Saturday. Their last game was late last week, so they have 10 days uh, in between their two games. Memphis was 7 so I don't, I don't necessarily see that becoming a factor. Those are both pretty far or pretty long times in between games for the students to focus down on their finals. Uh, after Memphis, Tennessee will play another uh, AAC opponent in Cincinnati. So back-to-back AAC opponents for them, as will be the case in pretty much every game for Memphis this season. Tennessee is more experienced. They're coming at us with uh, several seniors, several juniors, and only a couple freshmen. Uh, They only have one five-star freshman, Josiah Jordan-James, who's a forward. Uh, He was a top 20 recruit. Of course, Memphis has a bevy of uh, highly touted freshmen, but uh, they have Lamonte Turner as a senior guard, one of the top five assist rates in the country. He's not shooting well. Uh, but he's taken a lot of shots for Tennessee at 13 per game. So he's putting up uh, almost 14 points and 7.6 assists for the Volunteers. Also in the backcourt is Jordan Bowden. Uh, he's a senior guard, good three-point shooter. He's shooting at a 42% clip, averaging 13.9 points and nearly five boards a game. So... Uh, between those two guys, 3.8 rebounds, 4.9 rebounds. That's something that Memphis has really struggled in is uh, rebounding in the guard positions. They're in the bottom half in the NCAA in that category. Essentially all their rebounding comes from the four and five positions and the guards pretty, are pretty, pretty much have terribly rebounded and that has really hurt Memphis over the past few games where they've just given up so many rebounds to teams like Bradley, UAB, especially on Memphis defensive end, giving up offensive rebounds, which does not bode well for uh, this game, where the Vols grab 32.3% of offensive rebounds. Um, Over the past few games, Memphis has allowed offensive rebounding percentages of 38.3 and 44.1. And that's to Bradley and UAB, uh, you know, two teams that were way sub at 100 on Ken Palm and been preaching it for several weeks. But Memphis needs someone besides just Precious Achua to step up and grab rebounds. Got to have it or else Tennessee will take advantage of that situation for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, also rebounding on the glass, Tennessee's opponents only grab offensive rebounds at a 22.6% uh, percent, which makes them a top 20 defensive rebounding team. So those are both 
going to be that's going to be a big challenge for Memphis. Obviously, if you had Wiseman, this would be great, and you could really see two teams where I would assume rebounding would be a strength of both teams because it certainly was when Wiseman was there. Uh, he was destroying the boards, and we unfortunately will not have that luxury. So curious to see. Is Maurice going to step up? He had a good game last year against UT. Um, Also, could be Lance Thomas, or does Malcolm feel good enough uh, coming back from his injury to get some solid minutes, use his size to grab some boards, make an impact. We need someone to step up, make an impact on the boards. Uh, Tennessee, also a strength of theirs, is sharing the ball. They assist on 64% of their made field goals, which is a top 15 rank in the country. Uh, Like I mentioned, uh, that their guards are really sharing the ball well. Uh, Lamonte Turner, top five assist rate in the country. So he's looking to get guys the ball, and they're capitalizing on that. Also on defense, the Vols are strong. Opponents of the Vols are earning an effective field goal percentage uh, which takes into account it weights three-point shooting and two-point shooting, uh, 41%. That's very low, putting the Volunteers in the top 10. So they have a vol- uh, defensive rating of 81.9, which is good for seventh in the nation. So to recap, they rebound well, both sides of the floor, play good defense, share the ball. They're only giving up less than 56 points per game, which is going to directly conflict with Memphis, who's putting up 82 points per game. So Memphis has one of the more high-powered offenses in the country, and Tennessee has one of the more lockdown defenses. And their their backcourt, uh, pretty, pretty good size on those guys. You know, Memphis obviously has some guys who have some length, and then especially Alex and Tyler coming off the bench, might be handicapped because they're getting a lot of minutes against starters. Memphis plays a little more, a little deeper rotation than some of these other schools. But all three of their their guys starting on uh, in the guard position or in the wing position are six two or higher. A couple at six five, so that could could present some problem for Memphis with their length. We'll uh, have to wait and see. Uh, Weakness for Tennessee is their shooting. So they're pretty middle of the pack as far as NCAA goes. They're hitting 33% from three and 50% from two. So they're near the bottom 50 teams in the country at shooting from beyond the arc. And they only earn 25% of their points there. So you can bet that a lot of work is going to be done inside the paint. Uh, Like I mentioned a second ago, Jordan Bowden, he's a threat from three, shooting 42%. But you got guys like John Fulkerson, who has been very efficient this year, 123.3 offensive rating, all of his work done in the arc. No three-point attempts. He hadn't even shot the ball from outside the arc this season. He's averaging 11.4 points, 5.8 rebounds. So he's a guy, he takes smart shots, he's also getting getting rebounds. So that makes it uh, one, two, three, four. Four guys on 
this volunteer roster who average uh, pretty much five rebounds per game. So everyone's crashing the boards. Got to keep an eye on that. Uh, Eves Ponds, another efficient scorer for them. Uh, Junior forward, averaging 64% from two, 36% from three. He's putting in 12.5 points, 5.5 rebounds. So their scoring is pretty pretty solidly distributed. Four other five guys average five rebounds about, and then four of the five average double-figure scoring. So anyone could get hot at any point in time. Uh, and then off the bench, they have Oliver. I'm not sure exactly how to say the last name. Nakamua. We'll hear Saturday, I guess. Uh, he's a freshman center. He is one of the top 15% offensive rebounding in the country. And he's a, a big body, 225-pound center. Uh, going to be looking to push around our guys in the post. And they're, they're going to have to stay strong. I think that some keys of this game is Memphis actually stopping Tennessee. Someone besides Precious has to get... 10 rebounds. That's going to be a key to the game. Shooting, Memphis is going to have to spread the court a little bit, hit some threes. Tyler, you need to keep doing what you're doing, man. You're one of the few reliable guys from deep on this Tigers roster. You got to keep that going. Got to push the pace. Keep it kind of frantic, uh, at least by Tennessee standards. Right now, they are playing pretty slow. So their average possession length is essentially 18 seconds. Whereas Memphis's is under 15. So that makes Memphis one of the 12 uh, fastest teams to get a shot off in the NCAA. For Tennessee, 257th. So you got to get out and run. Especially if you're not shooting well. Uh, that that's a way that you can capitalize and try to get some points on this very stingy Tennessee defense. So far this season, Memphis has successfully got to the line uh, very often. 22% of their points are from free throws. So getting to the line, getting some of those Tennessee big men in foul trouble, that could prove beneficial uh, down the down the game let's not forget last year hopefully it's not the same type of game because there was about a bajillion fouls in that contest and a lot of times it there was not a rhythm that could be established in the game because there were so many fouls between the two teams I want to say it was 50 plus fouls called over the course of the game which I know the rest were trying to get a hold of things and get things under control but it, it was pretty painful to watch at times. It really took away a lot from the game. So hopefully we don't have to experience that again. Um, in other news, Ryan Boyce, the redshirt freshman from East High School, who is same class as Jaden Hardaway, announced today that he's uh, entering the transfer portal. So he will be leaving the University of Memphis team. I think everyone can 
you know, definitely hopes the best for him. He was a three-star guy coming out of high school, came to Memphis, followed Coach Hardaway, trying to carve some playing time out for him. But uh, so far this season, he's played in five games, averaging six and a half minutes in those five games, and that's that's by far the the lowest on the team. Jaden's played in nine games, averaging nine minutes per game, and then the only two guys less than that are Malcolm and Wiseman, and they had injury and suspension. So it was always going to be tough. <coughs> it was always going to be tough for Boyce to carve out a spot on this roster, find some playing time, but hopefully he was able to uh, glean something from the situation, learn from it, grow from it, and Hopefully he lands at a good school and we get to continue watching him play. You always want the best for the Memphis guys, no matter what. So as far as this game goes, I hope that everyone has some time. Set aside 2 p.m. Central Time Saturday. Buckle in. This could be an awesome contest between two very good teams. Two teams that will be in the NCAA tournament have potential to make runs in the tournament. Uh, Just a good rivalry game. And check out the-barnburner.com for uh, a preview of this. And again, you can find us on the Barnburner Podcast Network, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all those places. Give us a rating, review, tell us what you like, don't like. And until next time, go Tigers!